Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Since we've started this show, I get asked all sorts of questions about who to bet on and who to bet with. I don't always know who's going to win, but I do know where to go. The answer is my bookie. Between their live in-game betting, endless props, and fantasy sports wagers, there's something for everyone with the best player perks in the sports book business. They've been good to us, and we know they'll be good to you. They're hooking up our listeners all month. Visit mybookie.ag and use promo code RANTO, R-A-N-T-O, when creating your account to claim your 50% bonus. Laying down 100 bucks, you've now got an extra 50 bucks in play. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E.ag, promo code RANTO. You play, you win, you get paid. If you never want to hear an ad like this again, well, why don't you subscribe to The Sunranto Show on Patreon? Uh, the address is patreon.com slash sunranto. There for as little as a dollar a month, you can get early and completely ad-free access to our show with your own RSS feed. And we even uh, give you our show notes with all sorts of juicy tidbits of information that you'll want to know if you're a Cubs fan. So please go to patreon.com slash sunranto. Subscribe today. So let's do a show. Covey blue blood flowing through our veins Sitting in the bleachers in the rain We've shed a million tears and drank as many old style beers out at the game Let's go Cubby Sunrento Michael Cotton Sunrento Michael Cotton Sunrento and the lovable Lucy Boutros Golly Sunrento Michael Sunrento Oh man, <laughs> what happened there? Ooh, I, I was I was all excited, and halfway through that, I I I started laughing about how excited that Sunranta was well, sounding. Well, you broke up for a moment. Your whole voice, uh, you know, you you it broke. <laughs> sounded like Peter Brady for a moment there. When it's time <gasps> to change. Uh, <laughs> Hey, welcome to the Sunranto Show. This is Danny Rocket. That, of course, uh, breaking up in the background would be Michael Cotton out in Colorado. Hey, everybody! It's been a been a great Cubs weekend, hasn't it? Yeah, I mean, I, I'll look at the overall. We'll look at the overall week because basically, we're going to look <laughs> at a th- a three and three road trip. Is hey, you know what that what was in the course of a season and. Uh, on the show today, because the Cubs just took two or three in Washington, D.C. from the Nationals, is Nationals fan and Sunranto podcast fan favorite, Johnny Onomatopoeia. It's been quite a weekend for the Cubs, hasn't it? Well, I mean, it, there it's three interesting games against the Nationals. I, I think uh, it kind of was scripted kind of how I saw it going, I uh, I guess. I mean, the first game, 
Do you want to just start with the games? No, first let's start with a call. I, I was going to say, we, yeah. we, got, we got Ned. Is it Ned Flanders or Ryerson? I have no idea what his last name is. Maybe he says in the call or not. But we got a call to the Sun Ranto Ranchers line, and uh, let's give it a listen. Hi there, Rantos. It's Ned from Naperville calling about your boy, KB. And I don't mean uh, Kevin Bacon or Ken Burns. Not even all-star athlete Kobe Bryant. No, I'm calling about Mr. Chris Bryant. Inning seven through nine, the kid goes back of the back of the back of over the wall. <laughs> Home runs. This bat is on fire. Keep it up there, Chris. You too, Rantos. Oh, this this totally makes me makes me think of uh, the super fans. That was one of the original super fans. That, right that there. might have actually been George Went in witness protection. Wait, we don't know. So yeah, let's let's just get right into. I'm going to skip down the scripts. Let's talk about these games. Uh, Cubs just uh, won uh, minutes ago. Uh, Sunday night baseball. A-Rod just, oh, (laughs) you know, I tell you, I listen to, um, you know, everybody that hates the national broadcasts because everybody does. I don't know anybody that likes them. um, We're just stuck with them for some reason. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't make any sense. ESPN does this shit to us. They're like, well, the ratings are great. Well, Nobody who actually wants to watch this game has an option. Yeah, we have to watch this broadcast if we want to watch our team. Yeah, That's so why the, the ratings the numbers are, good. are not good. And it's also why they make the Cubs play it all the time because they know that they've got fans everywhere. They're going to watch it. Uh, it's, but it's so annoying. I mean, I, I just have to start with uh, A-Rod comparing. Well, first of all, uh, telling all the viewers that the Nationals better watch out for the blistering speed of Albert Almora. And then moments later compared compared him to Gary Sheffield. <laughs> I was like, who are but, you talking about, A-Rod? Hold on, but last week, wasn't he saying Almora wasn't that fast? Uh, probably. I don't see this is my first one because I avoid it like the plague. If I can be <laughs> at the game and the game's at Wrigley, I will definitely go to a Sunday night baseball game as opposed to listening to a rod and company um yeah. you know so i don't even like i don't like any of them vescursion i mean we and we had another another national game on saturday night and that one was at least half good uh, because len casper was on the this broadcast. is what they need to do with every national broadcast you have to bring at least one of the regular broadcasters in well, I had an idea last night. What if they had Len Casper, the Cubs broadcaster, and then bring in a Nationals broadcaster? That and, that would be the best case scenario, right? Yeah, and then you have a National broadcast where you get to hear the team's announcers who know about their team. Like, I cannot believe that um, Len Casper did not fall asleep listening to Joe Girardi drone on and on and on and on and on and on, talking about the Cubs which Len Casper knows way more about. So any, right. and I don't yeah, have they, any specifics on it, this. And especially, I can't imagine what it's like for you all to do national games week after week because they're just reading the Cliffs notes of, you know, they're like, this guy's really fast, you know. And so for anyone who's a fan of that actual team and knows more than just that, to hear those those light takes <laughs> over and over again is exhausting. 
Oh, it, at least we don't hear about the hundred year drought anymore because oh that gosh, used to be right. like four or five innings of any Cubs game that was national. Yeah, especially in the playoffs. Once we started getting good, it was just like, yep, the Cubs never win. They're terrible <laughs> when it comes down to it. This is like, oh my God, what? You can't do this. You have no other thing to talk about. But so, know. Johnny, do you do you listen often to the uh, to the Nats cast? I mean, who, who do they have? I don't even know who their their guys are. Johnny, I actually tried to listen to the the radio yeah. when I was driving back from Iowa last week, and uh, it was boring. You know, you may have caught it at, at a tough time, and I know everyone uh, tends to have their favorites, but I think that the Nats radio guys are the best out there. Yeah. I don't think anyone's better. I love I, – I listen to all the games. Even when the games are on TV, I just listen to them. Actually, wait. You know what? And I take that back. Actually, I did listen to Nats guys for a while. It was the Dodgers guys because they were playing the Dodgers when I was driving back. That last makes week. a lot more sense. Yeah, and the terrible. Dodgers guys, like I was totally like, oh, I want to, I want to see who's doing Vince Scully's job now, right? Exactly, right. And holy shit, they were bored. Like there was nothing happening. Nothing. Oh, so uh, the Nats guys, guys were a little. So I do remember the Nats fun. guys being a bit better than that, and uh, I listened to them for probably four innings. So I sorry I got my I got my guys mixed up there. They're super fun and they also say it like it is. You know they're not homers. They get frustrated um, as the season has wore on and the Nationals are not doing well. They'll say things like, "Okay, well you know we just gotta have our batters get take some pitches here. You know just try to try to run up the pitch count, and then uh, a batter will come up and uh, foul out." pop out on the first pitch and they'll they will just say yep he swung at the first pitch and <laughs> popped it up yep and did not exactly, run up the like they just they call exactly it they're frustrated they yeah. express their frustration yeah. yeah that gets old after a while when you have a bad team over the course of the year like we we had salty bob brenly for forever when the cubs got worse and worse and bob just complained <laughs> more and more he was he was terrible when the Cubs were good. Yeah, he like, was don't, mad Don't make every... any fucking excuses for that asshole. He was shitty every single day. I fucking hate Bob Bradley. He is, to me, the worst Cubs broadcaster there has ever been. Wow, that's saying something. I guess I'm coming from a I... place where I grew up an Orioles fan before the Nationals were back. And uh, we had Joe Angel and John Miller, who John Miller went on to do the ESPN games of the week. And the Giants, too. Right. And uh, he's excellent. And uh, Peter Angelos, the owner, fired them. They were fan favorites. And just because they weren't homers, they were fired. And so, yeah, I haven't seen it played out to multiple losing seasons yet. But it is nice to have a team that says it like it is without being in trouble. Yeah, it's interesting how they come up with the teams that they're going to use, you know, the the broadcasting teams. Um, I think anybody who decides that there's more than two people in that booth should be fired. Fuck it, just <laughs> straight off. Like, yeah. that That's never a good broadcast. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just the, the idiotic things that I had to hear A-Rod say over I don't think he has any idea what he's talking about really at any given time and it's just it's really hard to like watch these games like by the end of this game that just ended it was and it was a good game like the final what was six five 
Uh, yeah. You know, it, the the uh, Nationals came, you know, roaring back after the Cubs got off to a, a great start. Hendricks, you know, kind of had the, the wheels fall off. And, and in, normally in a 6-5 game, I'm intently watching. I'm on the edge of my seat. And in this one, I was just kind of like, oh, I really can't wait for this to be over because I'm so done listening to them. <laughs> you know, I can't do yeah. it anymore. It was like, you know, I'd, you, oftentimes I'll turn it off and uh, turn on the radio. You know, instead. And, and I was thinking today, like, why the fuck is A-Rod doing this? He he has the largest contract that has ever been recorded in American Major League Sports, right? Like, he fucking made, like, $400 million or some shit over his career. He want, he wants to do it. He thinks it's fun. He thinks it's good. He likes hanging out in the booth, seeing his, his old baseball buddies, talking his baseball. His fiance is Jennifer Lopez, who she's by herself too. has four hundred million. Like, just fucking go fade the fuck away, yeah. A Rod. Go down. You know what? Go to Miami. Hook up with your buddy Jeter, and maybe the two of you dumb fucks can continue running that franchise into the ground yeah until they move it back to montreal or move a team back to montreal that would be funny because it was loria that moved them moved the expos to washington yeah and then sold washington to pick up the miami franchise and to have the miami franchise to go back to montreal (laughs) that'd be wonderful yeah well it just helps expose the ineptitude of major league baseball they like to be obvious about it yeah. So, uh, yeah. So let's talk about this series. Cubs win two or three. Uh, the one, the first game, fourteen to six, but it was a little closer than that until the end of the game. This is when we really saw the Nationals bullpen had the wheels fall off of it. Um, there was. Uh, oh no, the, no, that's us with our wheels on. <laughs> Those are our <laughs> was, best wheels. That was wheels on bullpen right there. That's as, rough. As Ned from Naperville intimated uh chris bryant freaking um well the cubs hit six home runs three of them were by chris bryant back so, in a back at a back this is not going to be surprising but chris bryant is the raker this week no we're but, going out of order so but i'm gonna say it anyway since we're talking about it so i picked up this rake at home depot yeah <laughs> kb is fucking killing it and he had those three home runs. He had a home run in the seventh, the eighth, and the ninth. And he's the second Cub to ever do that, the first being Sammy Sosa in 2002. Yeah, who uh, TMZ, did you see the Sammy Sosa interview? In the, like, it looks like an airport when he says he'd love to come back. Yeah. Yeah, he's got to come back. Bring back he, Sammy. He, he really does. Yeah. What the fuck? The guy went like, back to back The Rickets need a win right now. This is their win. Yeah, I don't know if it's a win. It's just what we want. Give us what we want. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, of all the things that the Ricketts do that are, like, ant- like anti what the fans want, one of them is this, like, ridiculous grudge they have against Sammy Sosa. Uh, they're not the only ones, but. Yeah. So let's talk more about our new Sammy Sosa, Chris Bryant, and how he. Uh... <laughs> Picks up the rake at Home Depot. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, not not real clerch anymore, is he? 
Well, he's the clutch guy. You know, there I, I had a had to make a ruling on the ranchers page about Ooh, whether okay. uh because the Cubs were ahead by so much when uh he hits uh his second and third homers. Not by that much. The they weren't ahead yeah, by but that much. But they're ahead by that much because of him. Right. So his first home run, absolutely not clutch. You know, that, that put the Cubs then it it put him ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Or they already were ahead, and they no. It extended their it, it extended, extended their, their lead, lead right. to a more great. comfortable. Great. So like, the first home run, great. The second home run, however, um, was after the Kyle Schwarber's two run shot. So the Cubs were up by three. They already had enough to win the game. He did not need to hit that home run. Pretty clutch there, KB. But the third home run, absolutely not clutch, uh, because hitting home runs is uh, three of them in a game. Is incredible. So that retroactively makes the second home run no longer clutch, right? Because you can't get to number three without hitting two. I, I knew and somebody you did it back to back to back, back I, back at the back at the back at the, as Ned would say. I I knew somebody was was gonna poke that exact hole in my theory. <laughs> it's the triple crown of not clutch. Yeah. No, I was actually thinking of that during the game though, like. Okay, if KB just keeps hitting home runs, and that's why they're running away with this game, are those Clerch home runs? But they're all his. Like you know, it's one of that kind of chicken. Of course, it's not Clerch. The dude hit three home runs for Christ's sake. (laughs) He's got eleven now. He's not Clerch. He's he's awesome. He's he's got a a, an OPS near. uh, It might be over a thousand now. I don't know what it is after this game. Oh well, for the week it's eleven fifty-eight. Okay, but I'm yeah. saying right now, no, it's nine sixty-three. I guess unless they didn't update it yet. They, I don't think they've updated. Still, yet. I mean, uh, uh, nine sixty-four. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> oh, oh, now it's updated. Sorry, but but there are four Cubs now with eleven home runs. Uh, Anthony Rizzo had one tonight. Uh, Contreras. Uh, he had one in this first game that we're talking about that they won and, and they scored so many runs at the end of this game. You know, it was just the, the bull penis was terrible. Uh, it's seven, 11 runs Cubs pound out 18 hits. Um, nationals though, uh, 13 hits. Uh, you, you just left a lot of guys on base. I mean, this, this, uh, game didn't really set the Cubs up for success for the weekend, because they used six pitchers and Hamels was only able to go five. Scherzer went an inning longer. And Johnny, you said he talked his way to stay in. You were texting me on Friday night. Yeah, that's always his move. He always wants to stay in. And and, and it worked out this time. He he got the final outs after he had talked himself in. But just like always, you know, he's he's an MVP and Cy Young contender every year. And he gave up his early home run. He gave up a run in the first and that's his thing. He's got a losing record. I mean, it doesn't help that the bullpen lets him down, but you know, it's, he's not doing great this season. He had four walks. He never gives up four walks. Oh, and last thing, like I said, he, he was up to 112 pitches in the sixth. And that's what I said on the, the, the pregame podcast was look, look for him. You know he's a strikeout king, but he doesn't make it long in games. Because yeah, too many pitches. So many pitches. Yeah, it's a, you, that's the you Darvish situation too. He might strike out eight, but he only can go four point two. Right. Yeah. Uh, well, you know what? Speaking of the strikeout kings, uh, we need to mention that Hamels in this game moved to fortieth 
all time in strikeouts for oh. all of baseball and uh, ninth all time by a left-handed pitcher. So wow, pretty, uh, pretty big stuff during that game. I mean, not real big. Like when you become 40th in something like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, n- but n- when you think of all the pitchers that there've been, I mean, that's pretty, pretty impressive. I mean, they do call it top 40. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but, oh, Casey Kasem. Yeah, but no, nobody ever remembers like the not the fortieth song unless it's climbing a chart. You know what I mean? <laughs> With a bullet, unless it's unless you're the one that wrote the fortieth song, and then you're like, yeah, I'm down. So Hamels is down. <laughs> but I mean, it, it this game was funny because it was surprisingly close. You know, I, I mean the whole the whole game it was close. Yeah, what was the score going into the eighth? It was because uh, because Washington scored two in the seventh as well, so it was five to four, and then Cubs put up nine more in the eighth and ninth, just added on. Uh, Matt Grace gave up most of them. Um, Mark Grace's illegitimate son from a slump buster, and uh, man, we we and the Cubs have had their hands full with Rendon again. He he went deep off of Hamels, and uh, Rendon hit a three run shot tonight. And yeah. we said going in that he was their best hitter, and he did not uh, disappoint. He's back from Illinois, and we're happy to have him. It's part of, uh, you know, the Nationals have been losing, but they got, you know, they had 13 hits that night. They had 12 the night before. I mean, we're getting hits. It's great. Right. Well, yeah. So, so speaking of Nationals actually doing well, do we want to move to game two? Yeah, yeah. Cubs lost this one 5-2. to two. Uh, Lester was off his game. You can almost tell right away. In this game, like he it's true, but you you feel like Lester has the ability to be off of his game and still work in and pitch okay. Yeah, and yeah, and you do, but you know, ten hits. Oh, only, it didn't. It, but it did not happen at all. This yeah, game. he was like, he like he only walked one. It wasn't like it, they were just hitting him. You know, he was just missing his spots and leaving balls up, and so he ended up giving up five. Only struck out three. He wasn't missing a lot of bats, which he hasn't been doing as much as he used to anyway. But you know, of course, this is the game that you know the Cubs bullpen is nails. You know, made you think that there might have been hope. You know, Edwards came in, looked good. Uh, Chatwood did two. Uh, two innings uh Cedeno uh was in there tonight and he was in there on Saturday night uh he he's the one that debuted with a five pitch walk in the red series oh no wait in the in the 15 innings game uh, against the Brewers I want to say he uh he hasn't not been good he was he only got he got two outs but he gave up a hit and two walks and this uh and no no runs scored but and he did the same thing tonight he gave up a hit I believe yeah, to the only battery faced. So, so we ended up having to use the bullpen every single night, and then, uh, you know, let's face it, we just got Strasburg. Yeah, yeah, he was pitching. He was he was pitching great, and I mean, what great pitching beats great hitting, right? And he didn't, you know, he went eight innings, so you didn't have to see our bullpen. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That that helps. Except if, the, if the Cubs boot him in the fifth, this game tur- could possibly turn around. Yeah, you could win it eight to five. But yeah, Strasburg was just pitching like 
You know, I mean, he was lights out. I mean, eight innings pitch for him, four hits, which means no that, real good contact. Yeah, only two runs, and one of the runs scored. Well, there was the homer by Bodie, and then right. the other run scored on a cross up. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Catcher so, and, sorry, Bodie. I guess yeah. there was one real good, real big. Yeah, contact. that was that was the only extra base hit of the whole game, and uh, you know, four hits. You're not going to win a lot of games that way. Did you? And if I remember, if I'm remembering this right, did you see? I believe Strasburg had just like a who in the fuck, like a, just like this crazy, like the ball goes up over his head. He turns around and he watches it go out, and he has this like look on his face as he turns around to look back at his catcher, like what the fuck just happened? Yeah, like, how did he hit that? <laughs> well, yeah, the- it was. It was funny. The big story, though, of this game is kind of how it ended. Uh, you know, Cubs go out there in the ninth. Sean Doolittle comes to the mound. He's the closer. And he's doing this toe-tap thing, not planting his foot back down after he winds up, but definitely tapping it before he pitches. And Joe Madden freaks out and says, hey, that's the same thing that Carl Edwards Jr. was doing that you told us we couldn't do, that, you know, they say Kenley Jansen does, that they say Clayton Kershaw does. Um, but and, those guys don't do it. Like it not, not the way that, no, no, it's a little different. And it's not the way Doolittle was doing it. Um, so Madden goes out there, protests. I mean, he is basically, I did find it to be gamesmanship, and like Doolittle just happened to be the pitcher on the mound that does that when Joe went to go make his point because he's still pissed about the league not telling Carl Edwards Jr. that his windup was illegal in spring training. Yeah, no, and, and they were talking about this on the game tonight. He had actually contacted Major League Baseball and said, hey, we are going to DC and he's like, if fucking Sean Doolittle comes out there, I'm giving him shit. I'm, he told them right up front. I am going to come after you about this because it's a bullshit ruling on what he's doing versus anybody else. Like if your foot touches the ground, like they, they're saying it taps it. I, I don't understand what the, I, I understand that, Carl Edwards Jr. puts his foot down more and that he pauses longer and it looks more like a plant and that what Doolittle's doing is more of like a tap. Right. Like not putting any weight on it. But is that the... I have not seen anything except for that that's the difference that makes me know what why Carl's is bad and Sean's is good. Is it a weight thing? Is it a pause thing? Like, Well, but Carl Edwards didn't plant on his foot either it's just that his foot is flat when it goes down so when he touches the ground even lightly it's like more of his foot rather than like Doolittle's just his toe you know but the rule needs to be clear if you're gonna have a rule the rule should say if you touch the ground it's illegal pitch that's illegal like it simplest thing in the world right if you touch the ground and then go into your pitch that you can't do that. And then it makes it real cut and dried because then you can look at the camera and you can see Doolittle's toe taps the ground and it kicks the dirt around and moves. You can tell it's happening. You know, he's not 
like going crazy over nothing. Like it's actually happening. But it doesn't tap the ground every time. So then are we going to get into a thing of replay after every pitch? Until he stops doing it, yes. A bit of dirt coming off his spike. Oh, that time I didn't see dirt coming off his spike. No, but but until he stops doing it, then yes, you need to have a rule that is fucking one hundred percent clear. Right now, it's it's an interpretation which every sports fan of every you know every sport loves when there's interpretation of a rule. Right. Right. So it's like, you know, it's like the whole fucking the strike zone. Every umpire has a different strike zone and it drives people fucking nuts. But that's fine. And But I was I was watching this game and with all the replays, it's got to be killing Major League Baseball because all they want to do is make the game shorter. Like every they're like, there'll be a, a clock and we'll have mound visit shortages and five all this seconds stuff. less of commercials. Yep. even. But yeah. This, this was punishing. It's the ninth inning. It's and they're they're having Doolittle throw one pitch. Then Madden comes out. Everyone gets mad. They get on the phone with New York. Doolittle starts throwing some like warm up tosses. He throws one other pitch. They're doing replays of whether or not his cleat hits the ground. Then Joe comes back out. Then he's arguing. They get back on with New York. It it's the shittiest thing that could have happened to a pro game I, the, icing icing the kicker and it was gamesmanship i think on the part of joe i yeah. do little said uh that he goes uh in that moment he's not doing anything other than rattle me i it was kind of tired sometimes he has to remind people how smart he is <laughs> and i thought that was like i'm kind of on john do little side too i was like joe just uh- you know, come on. And I don't I do not disagree with Sean Doolittle. I think that he's he's right in that. But look, when when you're coaching or you're playing or something and the fucking managing body has these shitty bullshit, nobody knows what the fucking answer is, that's what sucks. And at that point, he's using the national stage. The ninth inning, he's extending the shit out. He's making it suck, just like Johnny's saying. Like, I, I agree with all that. But he's doing it to make a point. Right, and I they that's need fair. to I fucking don't, have a Madden. rule. Madden has to have his players back. He's He has to defend his team. It, it just doesn't work for anyone. That's why Major League Baseball needs to figure it out. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know what would have made it go really fast? If the rule was very simple, if his foot touches the ground, that's a balk. Or an illegal pitch, and I don't know what they fucking do for an illegal pitch because Cubs didn't have anybody on base. Well, I guess what would have happened if the protest had gone through, because Madden said he was going to protest the game, they would have started the game again at that point in the game where the illegal thing happened. So they would have started in the ninth anyway, uh, three runs down, so... I don't know. Uh, the last time this happened, but and this was weird. That did you know that who decides if the protest goes through or not? Oh, the the executive vice president of baseball operations. <laughs> it's like that's that guy's one job. I'm sure he does other things too. I wonder what what else he does. Uh, he's for, on vacation this weekend. Though. Yeah, he's like ah, oh, always <laughs> protests right right when I go into Cabo. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and, daughter's getting and, married. And they ultimately they didn't protest it because I think I mean, I think we all felt like the Cubs weren't going to come back. Yeah, he he made his point and and besides uh, 
But I thought that was interesting. The last time there was a protest uh, the Cubs were involved in was in 2014, which was the game. It was on August 19th, and uh, the Cubs had won because yeah, it started to rain in the after the the top of the fifth, and they were winning two to nothing. And uh, so they said, oh, it rained, it, it, it deluged, it rained really hard, uh, very quickly. And oh, then was they this could- against the Pirates? Uh, no, the Giants, and they couldn't, oh. they couldn't get the field uh, back in shape because it just, you know, I guess they were short tarp people, it was like a pop-up storm or something, and they couldn't <laughs> get the, no, they really, it was like tarp gate, I remember this, and um, it was, the whole field was wet. They couldn't. Uh, it was before the new drainage systems were put in with the renovations and everything, and they couldn't get it back in playing condition. And so, like hours and hours later, they called the game and proclaimed the Cubs the winner. That was the game, I believe, in which John Baker played guitar in the dugout as they were waiting uh, for see, the game. For some reason, I. For for whatever reason, I I remembered this as a Pirates game, but maybe there was a Pirates game that had a similar thing happen to it. But well, I remember the whole. I mean, I remember this happening a few times. They ended up um, playing the game, re- resuming the game two days later in the fifth inning, and the Cubs ended up winning two to one, and the Giants ended up winning the World Series that year. So. <laughs> uh. You know, this was just a blip on their radar there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Cubs lose game two, then eat meatloaf tonight in Washington, D.C. And I don't know if you saw the shank list that I posted tonight about um, because all, all I ever do is like, if it's like the rubber game and we're and the Cubs. are. I know, Johnny, you don't know about um, the meatloaf and maybe some of the listeners don't either. But um as that Joe Madden says, well, two out of three ain't bad. Like the the, 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 the line from the Meatloaf song. Oh, sure. So Two out of three ain't bad. Well, yep, that's the one. <laughs> that's and, good. Uh, so uh, anyway, the, we, we ate the Meatloaf tonight. And, uh, man, I really thought when this game started, you know, it looks like Hellickson was on the ropes. Early, he was walking everybody, he hit a batter, Cubs walk away with one run, despite hitting the ball really hard, just right at people. And uh, that almost came back to bite us in the ass, because the final score was 6-5. to five. And um, it, I thought also that Kyle Hendricks was going to pitch a no-hitter tonight, maybe even have a perfect game. Well, and he had a no-hitter going until he didn't. Yeah, until he, then he really was, didn't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And when he did, one of those, it was pretty much over. This was one of those games where at the end you look back and you see opportunities missed by both teams. You know, when it's a one-run game, you're like, you know, looking at the first and second inning, you all should have won by by 12 runs. And then looking at some of the mistakes the Nats made and men left on base and stupid base running, just really amateur stuff. There were so many opportunities for us to get that one run that we were down. Yeah, and for the Cubs, too. I mean, they were 1 for 11 with runners in scoring position. They left 9 on base. It just felt like the Nationals, when they did have a chance to break through, like, like I don't I have no idea who was – see, it just happened, but it just he was running. Was it Soto? Probably. I don't know if he could have scored. Yes, um, so he was, he, he was at second with two outs, 
and a ball was hit and his he had a lead off of second and his first step was back and then he was running our third base coach didn't send him on the hit oh and, and that was one that Almora threw into Contreras yeah he could have just scored. fucking airmailed it yeah he could have scored and he would have uh, scored yep and, and that and he's uh Soto is 19 or something like that you know it's fundamentals but wait i'm sorry was that the guy that got caught uh at second as well just kind of <laughs> over sliding the base um no that was someone else okay um, yeah was that, that, that was a, that was another uh big time you know failure right there is like the guy's sliding in everything's good but just because he's bouncing around on the base he gets out mm-hmm. and goes too far yeah, he's now, slid, our radio guys, late. talking about our radio guys, they were furious about that because um, they were looking at the replay. Again, I was listening to the radio, but they did not see how it was an out. They didn't think he had come up. Um, and boy, they were furious. Just just saying, this is the quote. I, I know I'm on my soapbox, but what did they see in New York that I'm not seeing? Instant replay is a complete, total waste of time. It has not well, made the, the game better. The... the uh call on the field was out sure yeah. so you have to have- i feel like the ump right where he was was the only person i don't think they had a camera angle that could see both if he was off the base and if the tag was being applied at the same time yeah, that's was, the thing that you couldn't see because it would have he would have been tagging him on the back of his upper arm Right is is where he would have come off the base before he got his hand back in because he certainly did overslide it and he definitely was off the base for a moment. Whether the tag was on him at that moment was really hard to tell. So I don't think they could. So you can't overturn it. Yeah, you yeah, can't overturn. I think out. if the call is safe, I believe it, it stays safe most likely because I didn't really see. It looked like he could have been tagging him, but maybe not. Yeah, the the ump had the exact perfect angle for it, and no camera could get that angle because if they tried to get that angle, it would just be all ump ass. Like just be, you wouldn't um, be able to see it. <laughs> um, but yes, but yeah, I mean the the uh, wheels really fell off for Kyle, who had been just rocking it before. I, I mean, he stopped. They mentioned on the broadcast that he hadn't been throwing his changeup in a while. Like maybe he just lost the feel for it. And everything was coming in at that, you know, magical 87 miles per hour. And they, yeah, they said he threw 20 straight fastballs. Wow. Wow. And what, and uh, that's when they scored all their runs. Uh, (laughs) Three, three run, three run homer by Rendon, of course, uh, topped it off. He had a, he always hits the Cubs so well. Um, And uh, we might, I don't know. I hope Javi's okay because I couldn't really tell what happened, but he looked like maybe twisted his ankle or something out there. There was definitely something wrong with his right leg. And, they were saying uh, his groin. His groin? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, then, and then he tried to bat and just was clearly not good running down to first, and then they sent him to the locker room. Yeah, so they brought Russell in and uh, immediately <laughs> threw a ball away. <laughs> yeah, he, he, it was the exact same play that Baez got hurt on. Like, it looked almost identical, except for Russell's ball went into the Nats' dugout. And Javi got an out. Yeah. Why, they did make a good point. Cause wasn't that the, was that the pitcher running on that play? Yes. Yeah, and they were like, I, I don't know if Javi, because they batted the pitcher eighth in this game. 
right? Right. We've been doing that this season. Did Javi not know that that was the pitcher because he was playing so far back? <laughs> he really was. I mean, it was kind of crazy. He had to come real far to get that ball, and he did get the out only probably because it was the pitcher running, but hopefully he's okay. Um, I don't know if this we could survive a DL it, stint It's right probably now. not that bad. I mean, he played a little bit, right? Yeah, maybe it tightened up on him. You know, as the game was going on or something, but the yeah, I hope to see good. that. I mean, they panned right to a Cubs fan in the crowd, just with their hands in their mouth, <laughs> just like, oh, not Javi. Oh, talking the- about Cubs fans in the crowd, I have to say, I was li- listening to it on the radio. You all travel so well. I know DC is a is an international city, but I couldn't even tell if you were listening just to the crowd over the radio. I couldn't tell if a play went for the Nats or for the Cubs. You know, it would be the announcers would say, it's a hit to shortstop. They turn, they throw. And then you'd hear the crowd roar. And I'd you think, don't know what they're cheering for. Is it an out or is he safe? Because it, you couldn't tell. It was it was very impressive and infuriating. So I have to give your, your squad credit. Well, I will say at the end of that Friday night game, fucking all the D.C. people were like, ah, got to go catch that train. <laughs> they were gone. <laughs> The Metro ends early. But uh, it, I think the big hero of this game at the end, uh, for the Cubs anyway, was uh, swinging Steve Shishek with his uh, 2.1 innings pitched. Uh, his ERA's down to 245 now, and he even took it at bat, and he hit the ball. <laughs> Did you see at, at the second strike? He was almost in the Cubs' dugout again. Like he was as far back in the batter's box away from the plate as he could possibly be (laughs) without being called out just for being out of the batter's box. Yeah. Hayward's been back there too, laying back. He had a great game tonight, which is nice to see after, well, really having a rough few weeks. Uh, If not the whole month, I went two for four tonight, but he also struck out twice. Yeah. But it was nice to see him just, do something, and then he he's the one that came home on uh, Kyle Hendricks. Uh, well, I guess it's a, a squeeze play. Yeah, it was a it was a bunt squeeze play, and you know just the fact that uh, Hayward was crashing the plate right there made the pitcher fuck that up. He tried to do it with his glove, like do the little glove flip, and just never got the ball. Yeah. You're going to be safe like nine out of ten times when that happens. I mean, they just really get you. And we saw the Nationals defense and we said they were dead last in Durr before, uh, you know, we well in the in the preview, the Nationals, they they don't have a very strong. You can put pressure on this team and uh, come out ahead. And I think that's well, hey, that run is kind of the difference. You know, what's confusing is. They're saying, oh, you know, the Nationals have players that are 19, 20, 21, put pressure on them. They haven't been in the big leagues that long. Uh, our, our manager keeps saying, oh, we're going to focus on the fundamentals. You know, these kids have been playing baseball since they were five. So what are they going to learn after 14 years that they don't <laughs> know already? I mean, if we're talking about fundamentals, yeah, the ball might be coming off the bat faster. The the runner might be faster, it might, you know. So obviously, but but you know, backing the, up a play or yeah. back, yeah, backing up a play or which which 
uh, which bag to throw to. Like you just said, the pitcher did not have the ball and just gestured his glove towards home. <laughs> you know, it's like, that's not something you have to learn when you're 26 after five years in the big leagues. It's like you don't have the ball. Yeah, and he really <laughs> did. He it. he really did have time, I think. If he would have fucking like just taken, I don't know, one more second, it's at least a close play there. It's confusing. If a rookie is going to strike out time and time again, and, and you just say, I, he's never seen that heat. He has never seen a slider move that that much. That totally makes sense. But there are some fundamental things. They're like, oh, well, he's young. I'm like, yeah, he's only been playing for 15 years. Yeah, the, the Cubs had a uh, a pitcher more or less just lose a game uh, recently, and, and it's his name is escaping me. But – Literally, the ball just got hit to him, and he didn't know which base to throw. Oh, it, it was to. Kyle Ryan. He threw to first and got the out and let a run score. Yeah, yeah, right. And that was it. And it was like, but you know, they were saying the same thing about him because he was a Triple A guy and he just gotten called up. You know, he played minimal time. And actually, Kyle Ryan, that's not really true because didn't he play in? Uh, I think he played in like 2017 and then got injured or something. But regardless, he's like Johnny said, he's been around long enough that if you make it to the major leagues, you should know which base. Yeah, you I mean, and that play was crazy. I don't want to talk about a play that happened a week and a half ago, but uh, that play was crazy because they had the Cubs had the infield in to cut off the run. As if they knew where the play was supposed to be. The the Cubs were playing to cut off the run, and instead he just threw to first. And it was like, what? (laughs) The whole point of everybody standing where they're standing is, and they got the exact right thing to happen, and they still didn't go home with it. So, so Johnny, this is to say that we know where where your frustration is. Well, and uh, no better than pro ball players. And um, so the Cubs win two or three. And uh, so I'm ahead of you, Johnny, in this bet. And I did ask the ranters what our uh, bet should be. And we had a couple of uh, suggestions. Um, the top two are uh, with one with 15 votes and one with 14 votes um, is loser has to go to a game dressed as Cubstradamus complete with magic carpet. <laughs> so that's basically just a robe. <laughs> yep. So and then like he, a and and like a bathrobe, right? Like yeah, not even robe. anything real druidy. Yeah, yeah. And 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 probably in uh, you got to grow, start growing your uh, toenails because he's got very long toenails. Um, done and done. The other one that came just in second place, but we could choose what we want to do, is Loser has to write a song about how great the other's team is. I like that. And I think we've done some of those. Some of those are great ideas. I, I think we have to go with the Cubstradamus outfit. Yeah, I think so. Um, there's also, and I, I added this one, uh, Loser has to wear a Giants hat to Dodger Stadium. Okay, so a death wish. Uh, Danny, if, if you want to get uh, a bat squarely across the back of your head, that that's great. With five votes comes in, loser writes Juliana Zobrist a heartfelt love letter. letter. <laughs> I like that. So, see, no, no, no. You can't do that because Danny has already written like four of them. 
Oh, I see. Yeah. He's so infatuated with Yeah, but are they Juliana. heartfelt? Are they heartfelt? Uh, I guess I guess Some, something got felt. It yeah. was gross. And then um <laughs> with 3 votes Bryce Harper. No, oh, that's just it. <laughs> yeah. That's it. So <laughs> So, let's just do Bryce Harper. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I, I like the Cubstradamus one basically means going to a game in a bathrobe. <laughs> I want to see it. That sounds great. Well, you're going to have to win three or four at Wrigley. Can we make it a dirty bathrobe? You have to you have to dirty it up. I think I think whatever anyone imagines Cubstradamus to look like, yeah. which is probably dirty. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's definitely just all you have to do is not shower for, I don't know, a couple millennia before the game. So let's backtrack a little bit here. And um, I don't know, that was a that was a fun series. Uh, But unfortunately, the Cubs did lose two or three to the Reds right before they went to D.C. Just to mention kind of what was happening in this series. uh, The Cubs won everybody at all three of these games. Free LaRosa's Pizza by striking out 11 times in every single game while getting outscored 11 to 10 overall. Uh, Losing two of three. um, The only reason they won game one is because Kyle Hendricks, who pitched great until he didn't tonight. Eight innings. Yeah, had as many hits as he gave up. (laughs) And he drove in two of the runs. And uh, Reds only managed to score one, but Homer by Vado. So, I mean, Kyle Hendricks pretty much single-handedly won this game, striking out seven. Um, the Cubs probably should have won two or three in this one. I'm really glad we didn't blow the game tonight because it would have felt like a repeat of game two against the Reds when they blew the lead in the eighth. Well, Carl Edwards Jr. blew it. Uh, Darvish only ended up going, he got into the sixth. He struck out 11. And didn't walk anybody, 102 pitches, uh, you know, we said before, strikeouts, I mean, a lot of pitches. But then Kinsler and Edwards gave up homers. They tied it, and um, another, uh, well, one of the runs was put on by Kyle Ryan, the aforementioned throw-to-the-wrong-base guy. And then the Reds ended up winning it on a Puig double off the wall, or I guess it was a single. Because the uh, the bases loaded then off Brad Brock, yeah, two I mean, hits, two walks. Uh, it was bad. Yeah, it's technically a single, and the only reason it gets to the wall is because when those hits get made, like nobody fields them. Yeah, they just like, well, that's the game. I mean, a, a sack fly would have been enough there. Um, though the uh, Russell <laughs> and Almora and Schwarber homered in this game, but uh, two were solo shots, so they end up losing. So, but it to, is good to see Almora starting to bring some power back. He had another one uh, Friday night. Yeah, I think he's got four on the year now, which maybe yeah. matches he doesn't his have entire a ton, total. He's never going to have a ton, but he hit, hits a few. It's hit good. two doubles tonight. I mean, he obviously looks like he's on steroids. So, And <laughs> it was Taylor Davis's last day as a Cub. Because Victor Caratini is back now, um, used personal catcher. So, you know, that kind of stinks in a way. Yeah. You know, yeah, he because goes out there. I mean, you don't want to louse him up now. And you has been pretty good with Davis back there with him. It's I'll bet that they have a good, you know, rapport going together. Yeah. 
well, it's over. <laughs> it's, it's over. Now we got, you know, and, and Caratini has looked like a fucking world beater in the minor leagues. So there's, you can't leave him there. I don't know. Hey, this is the Sunranto show. We know the key to winning the fucking World Series, having three catchers. Let's just keep Taylor Davis up and, I don't know, send Addison Russell down. You know, Michael, maybe we're thinking about this all wrong. Maybe the Cubs do have three catchers, and that third catcher is Kyle Schwarber. And technically, there is a catcher. He just happens to be playing left field. Yeah, they they don't let him catch ever, though. But he's a catcher, though. If he catches one fucking inning... This year, I'll give it to you, and they'll win the World Series. But I don't think they're going to let him. And then in Game 3 of this Red Series, uh, four lousy hits, uh, just like uh, Saturday night against the Nationals. Cubs lose 4-2, to two, and they only scored the two runs. It, well, they scored them both in the first because there was a lucky bounce off a of third base. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. And, uh, and that guy, Luis Castillo... Man, he's good. Lou Castle. Lou Castle killing it. Well, we talked about this a little bit before the series, right? The the Reds have some surprisingly good pitching this year. Yeah, they really do. And we're going to well, we're going to face him again. I don't want to give away uh, you know, what Cupshire Damas has to tell us, but we're going <laughs> to see him again very very soon. Um, so now let's go even further back in our show. <laughs> and back, 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 back. I got to tell you guys about uh, the Chicago Dogs game because uh, we. Ooh, I we, do want to hear about this. We, I'm fucking excited about these guys. We kind of got. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. The, my only. Well, I'll start with the positive. We. It, it, they passed out hot dog costumes to, you know, 6,000 people. and there Okay, was, they and, did pass them out because I was looking at those pictures and I was blown away that that many people came with costumes. Well, dude, how the hell is that many people going to have hot dog costumes? Was that, I, how could that I, not be your first assumption is that they gave us the costumes there? That was know. my assumption, but then you fucking wrote back to me on Twitter and said, nah, we brought our own. And considering the tariffs on China, oh my God, I can't believe you believe my tweet. <laughs> well, I literally, I was, well, that was when I did that, that was the only picture I had seen. Uh, yeah. And then when I saw some more, then when I saw your video, I'm like, oh, were they giving them away? So yeah, yeah. I did ultimately figure that out, but. I'm just fucking with you. Um, but we it was kind of here's what happened. So we're all dressed as hot dogs, and then in the like the bottom of the second inning it starts pouring rain and it, and it got really cold and so everybody was all wet dressed in hot dog costumes and then we all <laughs> and then we had to all go under uh, you know, this one little ledge for cover, which there wasn't enough room, so half the people that couldn't get under cover just left. So by the time the rain delay that was about an hour and a half or two hours was over, there was only a couple hundred people left in the park. And the they, uh, do- Chicago Dogs had scored like, it was like 10 to 2 in the third or something <laughs> yeah. like that. Yeah, they were killing them. And so it wasn't even that much of a game. So there was no reason to use Carlos Zambrano in any way at all. And, um, oh, what's his name? Uh going to draw a blank on the manager, but uh, Butch Hobson, 
who was a third baseman for the Red Sox back in the 70s. He's their manager, and I guess he's managing it like a real manager, and so he didn't put Carlos Zambrano out there, but he was in the, the bullpen, and there were only a couple hundred people in the park, and so we just went over by the bullpen where he was, and he was throwing a little bit, and my uh, Tony, uh, Bleacher Tony, got his uh, a ball signed from him, and then we got in a fight with the ushers, who were yelling at these other people, and then they yelled at us, and we're like, well, we didn't do anything, and they were telling us to, to leave Carlos alone, and I'm like, dude, the only reason anybody is at this <laughs> baseball game is because Carlos Zambrano is here. If we can't, I mean, I understand, like, I don't think people should be messing with him and, like, asking for autographs during the game and stuff, but it was 13-2, to two. It was 11.30 at night. We were wet and cold. The least the guy do it, could do is like side a couple baseballs on opening night, right? I and mean, the usher looked at your hot dog costume and said, really, the only reason you're here? <laughs> <laughs> well, and then, it was, and then it was funny because like Bleacher Todd and this guy Kike that we sit with in the bleachers, he is, they're up arguing with like these cops these security guards which like then there's cops all over the place too and then nothing better to do out in the suburbs because we are in rosemont i'm like guys do not go to jail tonight in hot dog costumes like because <laughs> they're up there arguing with the cops in hot dog costumes drunk yeah a guy, <laughs> a guy sitting in jail is like Dear God, deliver me a wiener. <laughs> Here he comes. Barney Miller throws him in the clink. So, um, yeah, the only only complaint I have besides, like, that idiot usher was uh, beer is $12. Too like, much. Yeah, for t- 24 ounces of Miller Lite, like, come on. It should be, like, I get it, it's a ball game, but, like, 9, 8, you know, like, 12, come on. Well, I mean, uh, 24 ounce though. I mean, at least like you're talking a $6 beer, right? A $6 Coors Light. <laughs> I'm not saying they're good, but I don't know. How much were the tickets? Uh, 12 bucks. Yeah. So it's not like you're going to the Cubs game. It costs you 80 bucks. And then, you know, it's still $12 beers. Like yeah, you've how got much was, money to spend on it. How much was bail? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you do have to budget. You did get a free fucking uh, hot dog costume. Yeah, that, that's ruined. Luckily, I kept one good, so I'll have it one to put in one of the raffles. Like for John Baker Day, I got a hot dog costume to throw in there <laughs> that I left in the plastic. Because uh, surprise, surprise, uh, my girlfriend, Nicole, did not want hers. <laughs> She's like, oh, eh. she didn't want to walk around like a wiener. No, no. She was like, it, she's like, she was going to put one on when it got cold. But then she was like, nah, I made it this long without looking like an idiot. I think I just just won't. I I did see uh, John Vincent out at the game, the anthem singer. He sang the anthem, and John's a big guy. And I I was trying to convince him. uh, We were talking before the game. I said, hey, man, are you going to sing the anthem in a hot dog costume? And John's like, I don't really think that one is going to fit me. I was like, oh, no problem. I'll go get you two of them. We we like we put them together. They got ties on them, and then you'll be fine. You know, you'll be a double wiener. And he's like, yeah, I think not. <laughs> so, anyway, 
Um, let's. I don't see. know that that looked like fun, and because of that, I've I've looked out. They've got like some of their hats. They got some good looking hats. They got great hats. They have great yeah. looking hats. A lot with like the Chicago flag, the stars, and the. I, get, I want to. I was going to say bars? stars and bars, but that is something different. <laughs> yeah, the, I, mean, I mean that is how it is. Though. I mean stars and bars. I mean it just happens to be light blue yeah. bars. Yeah, but stars, stars and, and Jamie Fars. <laughs> yeah, the stars and Fars. <laughs> I, I, I want to see a minor league team called the Jamie Fars. Yeah, yeah. I'm and, uh, one thing I'm a little frustrated by is that they don't have a men's uh, Chicago Dogs shirt in that beautiful mustard yellow. They have a women's in the mustard yellow, but no men's. Oh, dude, it's that that's the worst one. <laughs> that's the one. <laughs> that's the one you want? Yeah. I Wait. do not want the but they have a they have a mustard yellow alternate jersey that is horrendous. Like this is a deep dive. It's got a they've it's got the the numbers on the back are hot dogs. And <laughs> the, the, and on the sides, it's got like relish and onions. Oh yeah, <laughs> well, I, it's it's the perfect Chicago team. Uh, you know, I can see them getting a lot of fans this summer. I'm sure the Cubs aren't going to be happy about it because you know it's three dollars to park. They got a little parking garage. Um, the, the mascots, you know, they got stuff for kids like throwing the pitch and running and batting and stuff out in the corner. Uh, they've the mascots are a ketchup bottle and a mustard bottle. The ketchup bottle is a villain, though, right? Yeah, the ketchup is a villain. He wears a black <laughs> mask because we don't do ketchup on our hot dogs in Chicago. That's Although good. I personally do not give a fuck what you do. Um, and so yeah, I mean it's fun. Like it's a small little park. It holds like six thousand. Um, the food wasn't good. It was just fried nonsense. But I mean, <laughs> but I'm looking for it. I'm going to go back, Michael. You should come to town, and we'll go catch a dogs game. I I I really do, and I've I've told my wife, I'm like, you know, these hats here, you know, I'm like laying the ground. I'm like, this, you're looking for something for Father's Day or something. I think I might want a dogs hat. Yeah, we were going to buy this one dogs hat, but it was raining, and I was like, well, well, let's not buy it in the rain. Let's come back and get it. But they had closed, well, because it was midnight. We were still at the stupid <laughs> Chicago Dogs game, drunk and wet, getting into f- fights with security. Every, whenever you say that, all I can think of is, you know, in the, the hot dog eating contest? Yeah, the Coney Island. When they, or, they dip the hot dog and bun in the water. Yeah, that was us. So, <laughs> that was you guys, right? Yeah, Kobayashi was trying to eat us, just chasing us around. <laughs> You were chased by by smallish Asian men wherever that, you went. That should be the real villain in the uh, the race. It's Kobayashi just, and, and Joey Chestnut. <laughs> Joey just Chestnut, yeah. Just Joey Chestnut, and you know that's who should do the race. <laughs> that would be so good. Yeah. Um, yeah. What they do? <laughs> here's this one was kind of funny. They have a bullpen cart that's sponsored by something. But so the bullpen is right down the left field line, but it's about midfield. Like it's midway through the outfield. It's not way in the corner and the way deep in the outfield. It's just midfield there. And where the bullpen cart comes to pick you up is actually pretty much like just north of the dugout. So like, (laughs) so, so like the, and, and here's the other funny thing. So the bull, so the, the pitcher, 
gets into the cart. The guy drove him about 20 feet. Not, <laughs> not even to the mound. Just right into in front of the dugout. The guy gets out and then walks. Like, he might as well have been in the bullpen. I mean, <laughs> I mean, might as well have been in the dugout. Like, it was the funniest thing. They, like, instead of the bullpen cart picking up the pitcher, it should just do a lap while the pitcher walks from the bullpen to the mound. Yeah, I might have. You just want a shuttle cart? Like, it's it's not even dependent on when the pitcher needs to come in. It's just the cart is doing loops the whole game. <laughs> yes. You and if you, it. Hit it with a, if you hit it with a batted ball, you get an extra base. Well, it is, you know, independent league. So maybe it's like Uber pool and they don't just drop you right at your house. <laughs> they, they get you close, but, you know, you're going to you would have to walk a couple blocks. Four feet from the rubber. Three stars. <laughs> uh, so and they, they, also, they also had a lot of fun little like contests like. They had like basically what amounts to uh, a three-legged race, but it was three people. Well, two sets of three people, six total people in giant sets of underwear, <laughs> just <laughs> and running, you know, back and forth. They had those people in those big old inflatable. Well, they had the sumo wrestlers and inflatable things, and those kids were like fighting pretty hard. I imagine you could still get hurt even wearing those. Because it certainly looked like you could. But then they had this dude, these two dudes out in the outfields. In you, you ever see it's like you can basically do flips. You're in a giant inflatable like bubble wrap, basically, that's inflatable. Sure. And you can just like knock someone for a loop and go tumbling and tumbling. And I guess not get hurt. Like I imagine that would hurt, too. But, um, man, this guy. Danny, the- you've described five sideshows. Were they in between innings? There oh, was yeah. also a rain delay. Like, did they play baseball? <laughs> I, you know, so I, many three-ring circus acts. You know, after the rain delay, I and uh, I'm not sure how much baseball was played. I just pretty much watched those and hung out by Big Z, <laughs> you know, and tried to get my friends to not go to jail in hot dog costumes. <laughs> it was pretty much the rest of my night. Well, that defines independence. Yeah. <laughs> but that, man, that's it, what the the founding fathers were thinking. Exactly. Uh but I blue this dude in the in the blue one was annihilating the red guy. I thought there was going to be a death on the field. I, I was <laughs> and you get hit hard. And my point to bring all this up is that if you do go to a dogs game, go early and go to I guess they're called the dog squad. They got some table. And you can sign up to do all this stuff. So if you got kids or teenagers or, you know, junior high or whatever, you know, I don't think you real little kids should be out there in sumo wrestling suits <laughs> fighting like some kind of preschool fight club. But uh, I mean, <laughs> I'd watch it. But, you know, uh, but yeah, you can sign up to be a part of all those things. So, like, I'd love to bring my nieces and nephews out there. They're, they're old enough to do stuff like that. So anyway, it's cool and cheap and fun. And they've got like group outings you can do. I looked into that. So, so anyway, Chicago Dogs was fun. How about we do a little rakes, flakes, throws, and blows? I know well, you already kind of started rakes. I'm sure, gonna, I got a little I'm more. Jump though. in here, sorry, Michael. Oh, I'm no gonna work. jump in and 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 say goodbye. Oh yeah, that's right. I was gonna let you go here, Johnny, if you want. No, no, to. I was just thinking because um, this is really fun. I can't wait to see which one of us is going to be wearing the Cubs Damas outfit. It seems like it's going to be me. 
Uh, <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. That'll be great. And also, I want to point out that the Nationals also ate the meatloaf this weekend because the Nats would do anything to win, but they won't do that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, see, I wanted I want to hear one about how the Nats will do anything to win, even a toe tap. Yeah, they're cheaters. Yeah, cheaters. Well, uh, toe tapping. Well, Johnny, thanks for coming on as always, and uh, I hope we get to see each other soon. And good uh, weekend, good win. I'll I'll be uh, coming out on my magic carpet sometime soon. I'll talk to you guys. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, we de- we definitely need you to do that. Uh, if you do indeed lose this, I I think you should definitely do the robe thing at Wrigley Field where I can protect you. <laughs> I'm not doing it at Dodger Stadium. Yeah. I know you you already did one at Dodger Stadium and it it went as well as can be expected. We don't want to push our luck. Agreed. <laughs> yeah. Well, Johnny, good night and uh you are definitely a lot of people have told me that you're a fan favorite when you come on the show. So That's cuz when I know when to leave. All right, thanks guys. <laughs> <laughs> Love you. Bye. All right, bye. All right, let's get on to Rakes, Flakes, Throws, and Blows. I, we, we, do, you, do you think that was a, that was like a little dig at us, Danny, that we don't know when to leave? Uh, yes, probably. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Johnny always gets angry on Sunday evenings. Yeah. Here's uh, So I picked up this rake at Home Depot. You got to finish your Chris Bryant rake because uh, I wrote down we got to talk about KB and how he's back. And But can I first say that uh, w- the thing that's impressing me, I think why I like Chris Bryant the most right now, is he's hitting like this while playing four different positions. Yes, he took over for Rizzo at first and, and played good first base. Yeah, and he played right field, he played left field, and third. Yeah, and uh, you know, looking really good at, at third. Uh, tonight specifically, I saw a few really nice plays that he made. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, he did get, we didn't mention that he got hit by a pitch in the knee tonight or just above the knee. Um, and of course, all the ranters, oh no, he's ruined forever. <laughs> Somebody hit him again. Uh, back in, but. And, it, and it's okay. it, like, that was this weekend last year that he got hit, uh, or no, that he hurt his shoulder. Yeah, and he kind of he did kind of clutch out after that a little bit. Yeah, he he popped it up. Didn't he? Wasn't it after that he kind of just popped some bullshit up to the Chris Bryant left three on base tonight. Yeah. So, but he got a hit and a walk and a ribby and you know, whatevs. He's fine. <laughs> but right. no, yeah, he's, he's got eleven fifty eight OPS this week. He had three homers in that game. You know. Uh, and I think the week before you hit three homers, like he he's fine. He's teared it up. Uh, I also wanted to point out, uh, you know, Wilson Contreras is also killing. He's got 1132 OPS, uh, you know, for this week, which is obviously good. He's got a home run. Um, but let's just, let's just take Wilson a moment. Contreras is, so far has been the best hitter on this team. I mean, for yeah. the for the year, I mean, he's tied for the the team lead with eleven home runs, uh, but on top of it, he, he's well, he's got a one point oh five three OPS right now. He's full. Yeah. Of, he's full of hits. Batting three twenty one. 
Yep. Yeah. He, he he's been doing great, and he's and unfortunately he has been playing a lot. I don't know. Maybe. Do you think he gets a little more time off with Caratini up? Well, yeah, maybe. But the other thing about it is, is that the Cubs did have a lot of very strange off days where they would like be off and then play two games and then be off again. This is one of the first stretches that we've seen, and the Cubs don't have another off day uh, until May 30th, which is, well, it's 10 games from now. <laughs> so, yeah. And they're going to they're gonna travel within that 10-game stretch, too. So, and, and then they've just played six in a row. So it's 16 days in a row. You got to figure he's going to get at least – I'm imagining he's going to get the Darvish st- start off tomorrow, which we'll talk about in a second when we preview the Phillies series. But, um, yeah, he's going to get the Darvish start tomorrow. Probably, I'd say, one game off this weekend. As so we- just the Darvish starts, though. Like I, one day a week. I'm I'm thinking, yeah, I'm you know one or well, it's a little bit more than that, right? So once every five days, or yeah, once every yeah, might be yeah. So no, he's killing it, but KB definitely gets it for this week. Now, who's your who's your? Yeah, well, I but I also I wanted to give a shout out to Kyle Hendricks for that three hit game, uh, because that was fucking amazing. His first one, yeah, and not cheap hits really either. No, and he and he spanked the ball another time. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, who's Fair. your? I haven't worried about flakes since my grunge days. Remember them? Who's the flaker? Oh God, it's Jay Hay for the second week in a row. Had a good game tonight, so let's be positive. <laughs> right. Well, and unfortunately, that's the hard part about doing this when we're I'm putting these things together during the game. Uh, you know, but I did. Yeah, he's got a couple of hits versus Nats, but it, and that's good. But he's been bad up. Uh, this week, a 186 OPS. Yeah, well, he had a huge over over 20 <laughs> something. He just he, a one he didn't for get 20 a hit line reading 0. 0.050, so a, a 50 batting average, a 136 on base percentage, and a 50 slugging average for the week. Prior to this game, because this game he had a couple of hits. Yeah, th- this this is a brutal stat. Is in game one of uh, the national series, he left seven men on base. Oh, seven, and he's batting like seventh, right? Or he was that night. That night, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's he's been rough, but like you say, he he got a couple of hits today. Hopefully, that's. That's the indication that he's he's coming out of this slump. Yeah, because he started out so great. So, but so it, it, this is the maybe his first time on the Flakers list this year, is it? Yeah, but he, but he, yes, but for two weeks in a row. Yeah, yeah. So get off the Flakers list, Jay. <laughs> well, how about your uh, who throws? All right, uh, you know, prior to the sixth inning tonight. Hendricks had gone 13 innings with one earned run against the Reds. And he had three hits versus the Reds' entire team having three hits while he was out there. So, uh, you know, I'm giving it to Hendricks up to the sixth inning tonight. Yeah, yeah, up until the one inning. 
Yeah, yeah I he kind of lost it the third time through the order there and, uh, you know, just kind of changed his approach and it didn't work. Well, I mean, he still went 13 innings with only giving up uh, three hits and one run. I mean, that's that's a good stretch no matter what. I mean, yeah, it's just that he kind of, yeah, he, he blew up there in that sixth inning and, you know, and it ultimately he ends up with the win. You know, it doesn't hurt him that bad, but he did give up. Think he got tagged with four runs tonight. And Steve, you got to give some some love to Steve Shishak too. Steve Shishak. Well, yes, for tonight because he went with a seven out save tonight. That yeah. was excellent. Yeah. Uh, prior prior to that, uh, I was actually looking at Chadwood. You know, he's been good in the bullpen. And this week he had four innings pitch. Uh, he gave up one run. Um, I don't the, like the four walks though. That feels like that, Chatwood of I, I old just on the week. Say that four innings pitched, four walks on the week. It's just you know, it's like he's, he's sneaking back in, and that was something that he had kind of, I mean, not taken care of completely. But you know, the cool thing is that he throws that sinker for like ninety five. You know, and they, they were kind of saying on the broadcast too that you know they, they thought that he might have been overthrowing. And I was like, well, I never thought of that, but. Well, you know, if that you was... overthrow the ball, if you hit it, if he's hitting 96, 97 or something, and that dip comes late. Late, yeah. There's n- there's no dip. Yeah, yeah. and that, But th- that wasn't the issue of him getting hit. It was the issue of him not being a strike last year. So right, right now he has more strikeouts than walks. And, uh, you know, it's, it's there are only – He's got 17 walks in 24 innings, so I, you know, yeah. that's it's still it's not good, but, but it's not what he was last. But here's the thing: year. is like th- those are almost exact numbers that of like Brad Brock, who we think right. is good. So like I, I think they're both good. In fact, I'm not trying to say anything bad about Chatwood. I'm just saying that it was, you know, I I think we're it's that primacy bias thing again for me. You know, he's got he's got a 1.4 whip. It's not yeah. like people aren't getting on base against them. He's, you know. Well, and, you know, and when we're doing these flakes, this is one week. And so when you look at the body of work, yeah, everything you know about the guy, it's hard to sometimes go, oh, oh, well, I guess he was pretty good this well, week. And, you know, he, he had the four walks in the four innings, but he only gave up one run and he's been Fairly solid in the bullpen all year. Well, plus and plus the value he gives you as a as going long. Like you got Monty coming out of the left side, um, which hasn't gone as well as I would have liked uh, since he's been back. And then it, you got Chatwood coming from the right side, so you have like two long men who can even give you a start if need be, you know, or at least few innings if you can stretch them out and rest them. Yeah, so. Chatwood got one spot start this year. Yeah. You know he's coming. Uh, did, you, did you see the the meme now that uh, I think Joe Madden was saying when Montgomery was on the mound? No, he says, uh, "Oh, this is so fucked up." Like <laughs> when he's in the he's they caught it on TV and he's kind of mumbling. You can't really tell, but when you know people amplify that sound a little bit, yeah, he's like, "Ah, this is all fucked up." Like, and he was upset because just kind of the way that uh, Montgomery was pitching, you know, he, he did okay, but he was getting hit around a little bit. Yeah. So, yeah. And it, it, I don't know. I think, uh, I think Madden 
he obviously didn't realize there was a camera on him. <laughs> <laughs> so are you ready for your blower? Yeah, let's let's hit, let's hit the blow. Oh, you went from throw to blow in really just one start. Uh, Johnny Paycheck, John Lester. Fuck. Uh, that was he, 4.1 innings pitch. Yeah, gave up five runs. Didn't have it. Did not he didn't have, have it. it. His ERA jumped almost a full run from 1.16, leading the entire major leagues to yeah. 2.08. Yeah, now he's like fifth or something. I looked the other day. Yeah, and it was one game. Like, yeah, he just did not have it. Um, out of the bullpen, the the Flaker Kitzler. Yeah, not <laughs> a great re- week for Kinsler. Nope, two point two innings. He's given up four runs on five hits, including two home runs. Not, not what you want to see coming out of the like. That's the Kinsler from last year, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're just hitting him around. He couldn't, he couldn't do anything. But and tonight, he gave up a run, the homer. Uh, yeah, a homer. That's yeah. a, that was the second homer. I don't know that that, he that a- was good through tonight because he, I was work. That was the last thing I was working on, and he had already fucking pitched, and I was angry. <laughs> yeah, he he did not have. He gave up two on Friday night, and uh, you know I forget what he did against the Reds, but yeah, it has not been. Yeah, because I think Kyle Ryan, I think, is also shitty in there this week. It's. I mean, it's just like hit and miss with these guys. You know, I mean, we. It, Brandon Kinsler was lights out for the first part of the season. Now, like, you know, blooms off the rose, I guess. You know, I mean, he did have one bad outing in his fourth outing, but he didn't give up anything in his first bit. And then, you know. Yeah, he, he but brought it's just his, been. By, by May 12th, he had his ERA under two. You know, like he had just he wasn't giving up anything. And then the just it's just this week against Cincinnati. He gave up uh, Cincinnati and the, then two games against D.C. He's given up runs all week. Right. Yeah, and I didn't like it, and I was more annoyed with him tonight than uh, normal. But, uh, yeah, Kyle Ryan, also with a 13.50 ERA this week. But he's he's pitched in three games and only recorded two outs. Well, the lefty situation is kind of weird right now. You got Ryan, I, I guess before it was Rosario, they send him back. They bring up Xavier Cedeno, who hasn't done anything at all either, except for – Give up base runners. He's got a zero ERA still, but he yeah, is, but, but that's not, not really any, the way he's played. No, he's he doesn't gotten any outs. You know, so you got these two lefties, and then plus Montgomery. So you got three lefties out of the pen right now, and really none of them have been particularly effective. Re- of well, no, they just they haven't. Been. <laughs> well, like you was, can look at a couple. You're like, ah, oh, me, uh, yeah. Yeah, and they no, I mean, not, nobody's been nails. Nobody's been good. But could can we? Uh, are you done with blows? We're done. We're we are done with well, the rakes. Well, then let's just get into the the state of the bullpenis. Should mention that Lyle Aker's not here. He went to, I think it was his brother's wedding in Pittsburgh. I couldn't figure it out from Facebook. But he's got a little half brother. I think he got married. So the state of the bullpenis tonight is exhausted. The bull penis t- is tired. The bull penis tired. They used uh, six, uh, well, five bullpen pitchers on Friday night. They used four bullpen pitchers on Saturday night. They used uh, three more tonight. 
They, um, you know, they had to pick up the pieces for you, uh, Darvish, uh, in the in the game against the Reds. So, and then they ended up losing. The bull penis tired. They've been playing a lot of games in the row in a row. The starters have not been going as deep as they had been in the previous weeks. Now they are exhausted, and and they no rest for the the wicked because they're gonna yeah. they're gonna they, they got to play tomorrow. They want to get it up. They just can't. It's happened to all of us. Well, and then you still you know <laughs> you you still got no um, Morrow. He's never coming back. I don't think uh, Strope. With the hammy still out, um, C-Sheck, he can't do what he did tonight every night. You know, Joe wanted that win, and he just kept his best pitcher out there, a la like a Rollis Chapman style. But I did see that the Cubs were um, tied to the Blue Jays closer. Did you see that? What's that guy's name? Uh, No, but it, I know that the Blue Jays have a new pitcher named Edwin Jackson. <laughs> now I don't think it's Edwin Jackson that I saw. No, it no, was, no, no. I, I was just mentioning it because Edwin Jackson now has played on the most teams of any major league player ever. Yeah, Four, um, fourteen, fourteen teams. Oh my god. Um, no, Ken Giles is the guy's name. Uh, he's pretty awesome. In uh, nineteen innings pitched, he has thirty-one strikeouts, a one point oh two WHIP. Um. Got 10 saves in 20 games. Uh, that probably has more to do with the Blue Jays sucking. Um, but he's got a 1.37 earned run average. So, if yeah, if the Cubs want to make a move for somebody like that, you know, I suggested, you know, a possible trade of uh, Ronnie Woo Woo and Addison Russell. What do you, what do you think? <laughs> I actually suggested that trade for Sean Doolittle, which, because I really like Sean Doolittle, and he was great against us. And the Nationals aren't going to do anything this year, next year or this year, so why can't we have him then, please? So I'm thinking. Uh, well, might... because if he comes in toe taps for the Cubs, then yeah, Major then League the... Baseball is going to fucking throw him out. Yeah. So it would be nice if, because you know, I think this Strope thing is going to keep rearing its ugly head all year. I think if they're going to, you know, rel- I think on the weeks where your starters don't go deep. We're gonna have a much tougher time winning baseball games against good teams. Like the the Nationals are not really a good team right now, and we barely beat them. We barely beat the Marlins, even though we won three or four. And then you lost two or three from the Reds, which are supposed to be a better team than they've been playing like. So, you know, not that I'm thinking that like we deserve. It sounds like I'm so entitled that we deserve to like win every game in a blowout. But you know, I'm just like you know. The bullpen, you, yeah, it needs help. Yeah, let me let me just say, uh, you know, I I wanted to jump in and look at the standings here right now. St. Louis is in fourth place. Yeah, beautiful. But but you know, Milwaukee's what a game and a half out right now. Uh, Milwaukee's a game and a half out. Yeah, they've so. actually got one more win than the Cubs, but they've Four got more losses. Uh, Four more losses. Yeah, five more games. It's crazy. Yeah. It's because but, uh, they have got a shitload of days off in August and September, and we play every day. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a fucking mess. Um, yeah, but Pittsburgh, 24 and 20, they have a minus 39 run differential. <laughs> They're winning. <laughs> They're winning. They should, be, they should be last in the league. By seven games. 
in or in this division. They should be last by seven games, and they're in third place. I love it. Three games out. And so, and I do want to talk about this a little bit is that uh, I did look up the playoff odds uh, 74.3% as of this morning to make the postseason. I'll take that. Well, I mean, I guess it's, I mean, 74% is a good, a good That's number. A lot, yeah. Uh, five, I mean, if I got 74% in school, I was fucking happy, huh? Uh, five, <laughs> uh, almost 6% to win the World Series. I'll take that too. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, winning the world, putting a percentage on the World Series, is there, like, it's kind of funny because. Yeah, it's stupid. They're, they're not going to get to 100%. You know what I mean? There's there's 30 teams in a league. I don't know. I mean, maybe they do. Maybe, maybe I haven't looked at it, but it just seems like they're not going to actually put everybody in there to equal 100 percent are they well well they do have somebody in here at 100 percent or i should say zero percent which is a kind of 100 (laughs) percent and that is the 2019 miami marlins whose playoff odds are (laughs) 0.0 percent and zero they're already at zero percent yeah they're at zero percent which means the other hundred percent is now now between 29 teams yeah and um so I mean, there I guess if people are around five, and, and they just swept the Mets. Oh right, I heard the Mets uh, manager might get fired for that, for getting swept by the Marlins. Because that's what it means now. You get swept by the Marlins, your fucking job automatic, on the line. automatic. So, um, shall we talk about the Phillies coming to town? I mean, we oh, just left. DC and now we got to go see Bryce Harper where he lives now, right? Yeah. Well, no, not where he lives now, where they've come in a Wrigley. Well, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, one more bit of Cubs news. Uh, if anybody gives a shit, uh, Chandler Shepard was claimed from the Red Sox who DFA'd him. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, boy, is this guy a barn burner. Oh, and five with a 10.01 ERA. <laughs> He had what, and this is in the minor leagues. He, he'd walked sixteen and allowed eleven home runs over twenty nine and two two thirds innings. Good pickup, Theo. Ooh, yeah. but he he had struck out thirty batters in seven starts um, and one relief appearance. Uh, so he strikes out a lot of guys, but he also gives up a lot of home runs and walks. <laughs> so, yeah. So that's what we need. It's Dylan Maples too. And I guess he's going to, but he had a, an ERA around four and he was a starter at Pawtucket, which is triple A for them. So maybe they can get something out of this guy. I don't know. Chandler Shepard though. I don't know. Maybe they can figure out something like maybe a toe tap or something. It'll fix all of his (laughs) problems. That's all you need. So, uh, yeah, let's talk about the Phillies. Uh, they are in first place right now. Um, they did. They lost today to the Brewers. No, wait. No, the Brewers are playing the Braves. They had just played the Phillies. Uh, what did the Phillies do? Oh, the Phillies beat the Rockies today. So that. Oh that, yeah. So now they're twenty-seven and nineteen. Uh, they do have two more losses than the Cubs do uh, right now. Um, but uh, they both have twenty-seven wins. Cubs and Phillies. They got the same amount of wins. 
in the they're seven and let's see are they, are they seven and three in their last ten now? Yeah, no, they're six and four. They because they lost three or four to the Brewers, and uh, though they won the first two from Colorado, they lost. Uh, they won the first two. Then they, sorry, I'm getting tongue tied <laughs> because I don't know what I'm talking about. They swept the Rockies, huh? Yeah, they swept them. Yeah. So they're coming in hot. They so they almost got swept by the Brewers. Well, and the Rockies they... are a, are not a good team. They're 20 and 25 right now. They should be better. They're kind of reeling. They had a really shitty start like the Cubs and then they started playing really well again like the Cubs. But then they started playing really bad again. They're going to be a 500 team this year, and they're going to go on stretches. They're going to go on, you know, hot stretches and cold stretches. So I don't. I assume right now the Phillies just beat them because they're in a cold stretch. That the the, the Rockies are in a cold the stretch. Rockies, I was yeah, like, oh. the, like the Phillies beat them because they're well, that the team is good. just literally up and down. Phillies have a like a plus 30 run differential. Um, they've also won more one more game than Pythagoras says they should have. Um, so uh, uh, McCutcheon, here's some changes to the Phillies. Lots of changes, actually. Uh, Andrew McCutcheon is on the team, which who we're very familiar with. Uh, done great against Cubs pitching in his career. Uh, Bryce Harper, of course, is on the team. Um, and But check this out. Harper is their third best qualifying hitter. If you count OPS as like an over, uh, like a pretty good gauge of it, it has uh, as of this morning before today's game, he had it uh, eight homers. I don't know if he hit one today, but he did. He did? Okay, so he's got yeah, because he went back to back or back to back games for the first time since for like a month. Well, the Cubs have four players with eleven, so it, four players have played better than Bryce Harper, who has an eight OPS of eight thirty. Also on this team. Our old water cooler punching friend Sean Rodriguez and uh, catcher JT Real Muto. So this is a very improved team. Uh, they got him from the Marlins. Yeah, I think Real Muto was one of those guys that when he went off the board, we kind of uh, you know kicked rocks and shit. We were a little annoyed with because the Cubs. We want another catcher, right? Yeah, but I don't think it's real Muto. Real Muto's a starter, and you got Contreras, so it's like that, that was the tough part. Yeah, but yeah. no, there, there are other guys that you know. We'll see what happens. They're obviously just going to go with Caratini. So, but they no, they gave up their top pitching prospects, which I love this dude's name. He's now a Marlin, Sixto Sanchez. <laughs> oh, he is he is Anthony Rizzo's favorite player. Yeah, he's got six toes. <laughs> Six toes in S I X T O, love it. But then you know they got they got all their regular guys that they've had uh, that you kind of maybe know. Odubel Herrera, he's been around a few years. Cesar Hernandez, Jean Jean Segura, I don't know, is it Jean or Jean? Reese Hoskins is playing first base. Michael Franco. So like they got a pretty good team, you know. Like those young guys that were kind of exciting when the Phillies were terrible. They're a few years in the league now, and then they built around it with with veterans like Harper and Real Muto, and you know. So I don't know. They're looking okay. I mean, they're in first place. Yeah, they're looking okay, and yeah, they they those were the that's what they wanted. 
right? They were kind of close last year. They looked good, but uh, it was the Nationals, right? Won that division last year. God. Was it the Braves that won it, though? Or were the Braves the uh, yeah, one? I can't the fucking remember. I can't. I can't remember where the Cubs ended last year. I oh, believe yes, it was in you, first you place. Remember? <laughs> no, I think they were in first place when when I. They were in first at the place end of one hundred sixty-two games. Season. I quit watching. Yeah, they were uh, in first place. The, uh, but yeah, I can't remember. Um, yeah, the Braves won the division. The Nationals. Yeah, the Braves did win it, and the Phillies. Uh, I think they floundered late. Uh, yeah, they definitely they went two and eight in their last ten. Ended up ten games back. <laughs> So yeah, and yeah. they ended up under two games under five hundred. But this year, I think it's a totally different story. They, I, you know, even though Bryce Harper is off to a super slow start, like he has been in the past, it's um, right. Well, but what? Yeah, but that's what I was getting to. Is like they weren't great last year, but they were okay. They've made. I mean, they've made all the changes they can make, right? They went they spent for the it money. They're going for it. Yeah. And they've got a good one, two punch at the top of that uh, rotation with Nola and Arietta, who we're going to face. Well, I'll get to that. Um, but I'll tell you about the offense first. Uh, the Cubs are fourth in OPS. Uh, the Phillies are right in the middle of the pack. So they're pretty average. Uh, the Cubs have hit more home runs. Um, they're sixth best in that category. And due to Harper's slow start, and I mean, they only have. They don't really hit a lot of home runs, the Phillies. They're the eighth worst in that category. The teams are neck and neck and taking walks, fourth and fifth. So they do uh, their patient ball club. They're neck and neck and striking out. Um, uh, both teams are a little above average, like in a good way, and not striking out. Um, the Phillies have stolen the least amount of bases in the majors. The Cubs are the fourth fewest, so don't expect any still any running. Um and uh, the Cubs have scored nine more runs overall. Do you think Joe Madden will walk Bryce Harper? I was 40 wondering times that this week. I was wondering <laughs> that. Yeah, I, I think I don't know if you walk a Bryce Harper that is struggling to start the year. Although he seems to be coming out of it. Well, he went to he went to Colorado. Yeah, that helped too. And it's and oh, I'll tell you about the weather, but the first couple of days is uh, going to be a little chilly out there. So it's not like it's real like baseball hitting weather, you know. Yeah, I I, I think Joe Madden goes after him because despite how many times we bring it up, what he did to Bryce Harper, then he's Joe has never really done that to anybody else, has he? That you can remember? Maybe Votto a little bit. At certain points, but, but for like really. all, basically a whole series. No, not a whole you. series. I'd never seen that. Really, I mean, I don't know why we pitched to Braun. Oh, we should never fucking pitch yeah, to Braun. Yeah. Well, speaking of uh, pitching, uh, the Cubs team ERA is a third better than the Phillies. Uh, they're uh, as of this morning fifth, and uh, the Phillies were tenth. Cubs starters uh, are better by. A little bit over half a run. Uh, the relievers, the, the Phillies have uh, better relievers by, uh, well, just percentage points. They've uh, given up 14 more home runs, though, and the Cubs are third best at keeping the ball in the park. Um, only the Reds and Rays are better. 
which the Reds is really surprising considering they play in that band box. Uh, Phillies give up an average amount of walks. The Cubs the sixth most in the majors. And both teams are average in striking guys out, neck and neck in their averageness. Um, so defensively, the Cubs, uh, well, remember that game in Atlanta where they um, committed six errors? <laughs> That's um, how many more errors they have than the Phillies. <laughs> really? That game. A, just that one Atlanta game. Yeah. And they have the third most errors. Uh, the Phillies, uh, with Real Muto behind the plate, are number one in caught stealing. So even though the Cubs don't run much, they probably will definitely not try to run off of Real Muto. And, of course, now it's time for everybody's favorite Sunranto stat. What's happening? Oh no! I don't know, but that's... That was the weakest status dirt ever. it's because my thing isn't working. Oh. <laughs> wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, that, that felt like a... When you went to the movies back in the 90s and they would show that shit before the movie. THX. Yeah. You just did a THX dur. Well, the Cubs have dropped below 700 with their dur as of this morning. This does not include today's game. But now 698. They are still better than the Phillies, though, who have a below average defense. And if you remember, that was kind of the issue with some of these younger dudes. Maybe in the way that, you know, the Nationals were. Before, like, I think the Phillies are ahead of the Nationals. Obviously, they are. <laughs> They're way ahead of them in the standings right now. Anyway, by eight games. <laughs> that's a that's a tough thing to, I mean, to be eight games behind right now. I know you can go on a run, but I do not see the Nationals catching the the Braves or the Phillies this year. I think they're going down. Well, either way, we're talking about the Phillies. The scavenger hunts. Um well, I I just think this would be fun. Uh, make yourself look like a total idiot and tweet out stats that try to make you, Darvish, sound better than Jake Arrieta. <laughs> Hashtag scavenger hunt. Uh, so far, only two people are entered. It's, um, uh, and, uh, well, and one of them is entered twice. So that person, Carrie, has a two out of three chance of winning this right now. With only eleven days left in the month, and what's what's the prize again? The prize is this DVD called "One Hundred Years of Wrigley Field" and a 2016 beat up magnet schedule. Ooh, nice! So you can take that schedule, and then you can like I don't know, you can draw little W's and L's on it. Oh, that'd be so much fun to have that and I'll just let, do that. I'll let whoever wins this. I'd be surprised if Wendy wins because she's only has a 33% chance of winning. <laughs> Hell, that's more than the Marlins, though. Tell that to the Chicago Bulls. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's right. They had that draft pick screw, right? Yeah, and they ended up uh, seventh. <laughs> so I was a little disappointed. I was a little disappointed that nobody went and saw that amputated leg plaque. Little disappointed. Uh, did, you, did, did you know about this? Were you on no, that show? Yeah, I, there was a, a plaque. There's a plaque. A, a plaque for an amputated leg? Well, that used oh. to be there and got lost in the construction, but the plaque is still there. There was an amputated Civil War soldier's leg in a cornerstone of a building that's now a parking garage. So nobody went and saw it. So 
<laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. You get people are lame. So yeah, as as I mentioned early, um, the it's going to be in the low high forties, uh, low fifties on Monday and Tuesday. Looks like rain Tuesday too, so pretty unpleasant. Um, and then it warms up to the mid seventies on Wednesday and Thursday. So that's kind of nice. Um, so it's you know, typical Chicago. It goes from uh, winter to spring in, well, two minutes. Yeah. So game one, I'm excited about this. I'm going to be going to this because <laughs> I can't miss a game like this. I oh, even, I this... moved I moved around work. You know, I, I, I had to fuck with a lot of people that try to go to this game. Uh, and I'm going. Jake Arrieta. His return to Wrigley Field, four and four with a four oh two earned run average. Um against you Darvish. <laughs> so the guy we maybe should have signed versus the guy we signed. Two and three with a five one four. Jake's making more money, I get it. And he's, you know, four oh two ERA. That's not really the Jake that left us either. Um and Jake's strikeout to walk ratio is the lowest that he's going on uh, five years uh, in five years two to one strikeouts to walks he was four strikeouts to walks in 2015 the year he won the Cy Cy Young Um, he gave up four earned in his last two starts against Kansas City and Milwaukee Um, he gave up five runs total to Milwaukee but uh, only four were earned he hasn't shut out anybody this year unlike Cubs pitching which has shut out a lot of teams um, the player who does the best against him, obviously not a lot of the Cubs have seen him considering we haven't seen him since he left is, uh, Jason Hayward saw him when he was with the Braves and he kicks his ass eight for 21 with two doubles and a Homer and an, at a 1.000 OPS on the nose. Oh, that's tough to do. Yeah. Um, Daniel Descalso also saw him a bunch when he was with the Cardinals and he's 0 for 10. So I wouldn't expect to see double D's up in there, except for the fact that it looks like Javier Baez might have an injured foot. Right. So, if Javi's if injured. Yeah. Then it's rustling. Uh, maybe they throw Bodie in there though. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, um, you Darvish, maybe, maybe Zobris comes back. Oh God. I don't even want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> it's so sad to me. Not that he was like, you know, setting the world on fire, but still we need him. Um, you Darvish gave up uh, two runs last time he went out there versus the Reds. Eleven strikeouts, zero walks. Um, he he went five point one innings, which is now his basic basically his ERA too five point one. Um, he hasn't seen the Phillies since twenty seventeen when he was with the Dodgers, and he did well. He gave up uh, two runs through twelve point one innings. Um. 16 strikeouts, three walks, but, you know, this is a slightly different Phillies team. Um, no Philly, though, has ever homered off of you, Darvish, in only 36 plate appearances. And Bryce Harper. Oh, you just fucking blew that one. And Bryce Harper has never seen him. You are going, it, first batter. Whoever the fucking first batter is, is just going to go deep. yard. Yeah. Well, I bought it. Tickets are still cheap. For this game, um, I was you bought mine off StubHub um, through the Sunranto StubHub. So sunranto.com slash StubHub. Buy them. So here's my like question to you. Because they're only like 12 bucks tomorrow. Oh. Yeah. No, here, here's my question to you, Danny. 
So uh, the Cubs have not seen Jake since he left, correct? No. No. So, right, because that would have just been last year, and he didn't he didn't make those starts. Um, so Jake is back. He probably has a little chip on his shoulder, right? Yeah. And he's pitching. He's going to pitch hard. And then you, Darvish, has had his trials throughout, you know, all of last year's stuff and people, you know, comparing him to Jake and all that stuff. He's excited about this game. Too excited. Which one handles their, like, chip on their shoulder better? Like, which one does it work for? Because I'm a little worried. You Darvish is going one point two innings, yeah, and giving up nine runs in the yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and and walking seven and just yeah. No, I'm worried. I'm worried about and that. And Jake Arrieta gives up five, but makes it five and gets the win. I, right? I would, like, I would love to see- doesn't pitch well, but it doesn't matter because Darvish gave up ten runs. You know in the what first would be fun, innings. and I don't think it's going to happen because it's going to be cold. Is I would love to see both teams like just kick the shit out of these pitchers and they're both out by the third. <laughs> and then it's just like, yep, that's millions of dollars at work out there. 300 some odd million dollars. I don't know. I forget what Jake got paid, but it wasn't what he wanted. But it's a lot of money. Uh, he didn't make 300. No, no, but I'm saying together. They might be around 300, oh, yeah. together, yes. Yeah. Maybe together they're in the 280. Well, I'm excited. You know, this is just a really – I like how this worked out. It's just kind of funny to see Arietta versus Darvish, you know, considering that was the that was the, the whole thing last year. So now we get to see it. And I'm actually surprised that more tickets have not been sold to this game. But, you know, as I always say, the number one factor for ticket prices at Wrigley Field, weather. <laughs> 100% do I want to sit in the cold and watch Jake Arrieta. There will be a lot of us out there, but we're going to be the nickel-dime motherfuckers, which is fine by me. So, okay, <laughs> uh, Jake Arrieta did not get paid. Um, he he got a three-year, $75 million deal. Wait. So Darvish got, what, six for 126. Is that what happened? I'm looking at, I'm, I'm looking at Arrieta's contract and it's three years for 75 million isn't there some extension thing or like he, yeah like he has a, contract? Uh, a 2021 and 2022 he's got an team option. options but Not- no he signed uh 2018 2019 2020 three years 75 no, million. he's not he's 21 and 22 no they've got that, those are team options He's only actually signed no, for three years. It's not a team option. What are you talking about right now? Are you talking about you, Darvish, or Jake Arrieta? Jake Arrieta. I'm talking about Jake Arrieta. Yeah, I'm talking about Jake Arrieta. Those aren't yeah, team I'm looking options. At his player, contract can opt, status. player can opt out after 2019. Man, I can't believe I forgot like what Jake's contract is. We just haven't seen him or talked about it. Yeah, he's a free agent technically Club in 2021 right, unless yeah. a team uh, – yeah, player options until until after next year. Yeah. Yeah. So it's only a it I mean guaranteed it's only a 3-year deal for 75 million. Yeah. I mean obviously if if the team picks up the other options, those are going to be, you know, 
quite a bit more money. Yeah, they paid his ass up front, so he's getting thirty million in the first year, last year, and then twenty five million this year. Yeah, once yeah. once you signed over there, I just I forgot though that it was that low. Yeah. I think he wanted to leave. I really just think he was wanted to change a scene and wanted to do it with another team. And who knows? Like, oh, I I think he was just pissed at uh, Cubs ownership. I I think he wanted because they offered him every dime that they offered you, Darvish. Oh yeah, he just he but he wanted two hundred from the Cubs because he felt like he had done something for him, which he kind of had. Yeah, but they're not about to pay for past performance, right? So, well, I'm, I'm excited about this game. Uh... Pardon the interruption, but you are listening to the ad full version of the Sun Ranto Show. So uh, just a quick break to tell you about MyBookie.ag. And I'm looking right here at today's line. Uh, U Darvish versus Jake Arrieta, Cubs versus Phillies. Uh, I can't believe it, but the Cubs are actually favored. <laughs> so... Money line's negative 140. The over-under's at 8.5. Uh, I don't know. I, why, why not take the Cubs? Hey, bet the Cubs. MyBookie.ag, promo code Ranto for a 50% bonus. And, of course, if you never want to hear an ad like this again, please subscribe to us for early and ad-free access at patreon.com slash sunranto. Back to the show. Game two, which uh, looks like the most likely to get rained out uh, of the four, uh, Zach Eflin, five and four, 289 earned run average versus Jose Quintana, uh, who's four and three with a 368. This game's at six o'clock because, once again, it is on WGN, but it's also on ESPN. So it's an ESPN game as well. Again? Uh, yeah, but it's, but it's also a, a WGN game. I don't, you know no. how they do that sometimes, and it's national, but it's also WGN, like two different broadcasts, I guess. That's what it says. Right. Maybe it's maybe it's it's regional ESPN or something. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. I don't know. So uh, I don't know what the fuck ESPN's doing. They they took a slam dunk fucking proposition of a channel and just destroyed that thing. Yeah, I don't really watch TV at all. Um, Zach, last time he gave up four and lost to the Brewers and only lasted five. So that wasn't a great outing for him. Cubs saw him twice last year. They beat him once and lost once. Um, they got one run in 7.2 innings and four runs, uh, though only three earned through five. Guess which one they won. (laughs) 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 Yeah. The second one. Um, KB is six for 10. But here, let me jinx the Phillies now. No Cub has homered in 60 plate appearances off of Zach Eflin. Uh, Q saw the Phillies twice last year, also won once and lost once. He gave up three total in 11.2 innings over those two games. He did strike out 10 in one of those games, though, so that's kind of cool. Last time versus Cincy, Q gave up three through five. The Cubs ended up losing. Um, Andrew McCutcheon. Uh, Cesar Hernandez and uh, our old friend Sean Rodriguez, they rake against him, and they've also seen him the most too. So hopefully it gets rained out. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Game three, uh, lefty. Oh, get this. The battle of the lefty Coles. 
Cole Irvin versus Cole Hamels. Cole, Cole, Cole. <laughs> and both lefties. Uh, 2-0 is Cole Irvin with a 277 versus Cole Hamels. 4-0. So nobody's lost the game yet with a 3.13. So these guys couldn't be more similar. Cole mm. Irvin is uh, only coming into his third major league start. He gave up four, three earned through six against Colorado. Oh, but what you're saying is that the Cubs have never seen him. Never. Oh, we know what that means. Yeah, and this guy's okay. He's uh, got a 2.78 minor league, uh, career minor league ERA and a 3.5 strikeout to walk ratio. And he's kind of, I guess he's up... I want to say he's replacing Vince Velasquez maybe right now because he's hurt. I'm not sure of that, though. I did not look it up, nor do I give a shit. Yeah, it would make sense, though. Uh, Cole Hamels, uh, last time, he gave up two runs on seven hits, only lasted five. He struck out five and walked three. Cole Hamels has also never faced the Phillies. Never? Well, I mean, he was on the Phillies for years. Oh, yeah, I guess that makes sense. he went to the AL, <laughs> you know, like, so no, he never faced the Phillies. Um, it, and uh, Andrew McCutcheon and uh, Real Muto have faced Cole Hamels, though, so has Bryce Harper. Um, and McCutcheon and Real Muto have uh, pretty good success against him. But um, Harper, in 43 plate appearances, has seen him the most, you know, being, you know, it, when he was with the Phillies and Harper being in the same division. Um Harper has a 235 batting average, which is pretty much what Harper's doing right now. Uh, he's got eight hits, eight walks, and eight strikeouts, and zero home runs for only a 660 OPS. So, Harper does not do well against Mr. Hamels. Well, lefty, lefty. Um, Game four, Ariola, uh, sorry, Aaron Nola, 4 0 with a 447. Against John Lester, three and two with a two oh nine. It's reusable tote bag day. Where the Ooh. Cubs the only game of the year where they give out twenty thousand of anything, and then t- about ten thousand of them are left in the stadium because nobody fucking wants them. Yeah, because they're tote bags, but they're really those reusable yeah. grocery bags, right? But not even good ones. No. They're not even the good ones. You cannot carry a 12-pack of beer home in them without breaking them. No. Do you know how much those must cost? Maybe three cents. Five cents. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they could give one to every fucking person that came, right? Yep. So last time, uh, Ariola he gave up one run. Well, he's their ace. I should say that. Um, he gave up one run through six, and he struck out 12 Rockies. That was his most of the season. We saw him twice last year, and we beat him twice. Um, he gave up seven runs in his 11.2 innings over the two games, and he struck out the Cubs 11 times in one of the games. So Rizzo's two for nine. Both are homers, and he's seen him the most. Uh, so we haven't seen a heck of a lot of Nola. Um, Lester... Um, well, he only went the. We already talked about him. Knocked out in the fifth. Gave up five runs against DC. Ten hits. He faced Philly once last year. He gave up no runs on eight hits. Struck out seven through six. Rodriguez and McCutcheon have uh, six homers between them, and both have an eight oh six OPS and have seen him the most. So, 
Cub, the Phillies have had some success against these Cubs starters. So, uh, except for not not too much of a sample size against Cole Hamels. Harper does have a home run against John Lester, but he struck out half the time he's seen him. Um, eight strikeouts and 17 plate appearances, just two walks and a 200 batting average. So I think we can neutralize Harper uh, again in this, especially throwing lefties at him. We're throwing three. We're throwing uh, three lefties at him. Well, we throw three lefties at everyone. Yeah, but <laughs> but the th- but we're throwing three lefties at Harper is what I'm yeah. saying. He could, yeah, he could be facing two righties, but he's not, you know. So kind of cool. So there, that that's a long episode, but we had a lot to get through. It was it's it's Sunday nighter, you know. So I guess that that about does it for us. What yeah, do you mean it about does it for us. Hey, you haven't done Cubstradamus time. Hi, guys. Well, we almost made it. You're, you're a mighty chipper for this late. I thought you weren't going to show up. It's already 1130 Chicago time. Well, of course, I'll show up. I know when you're recording. I know when you are sleeping. I know when you're awake. Yeah, I, I was pretty sure that was Santa Claus that knew that, not you. But um, kind of run along here, Cubs Jumps. Why don't you, you know, uh, throw us that uh, that poem there that you always have? Okay. All Cubs fans will wish they were dead, because in the standings they're no longer ahead. The whole team will look silly when they get swept by Philly. And then they get swept by the... Wait, what the fuck are you saying? It's it's the red. You're saying they're going to get swept? There's no way they get swept by... So you're going to say they come home and lose seven straight? That's exactly what I'm predicting. I would not take a single bet and put it on the Cubs this week. Absolutely no way they win a game. You never predict the outcomes yeah. of games. You just predict who we're going to play. Get out of here, Cubs. And you're I, not even good at that. I do. Why not. should we listen to this? Yeah, this is this is horrible. Get out of here. Just get out of here. Okay, Cubs. I think he's on drugs. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. Acting weird. Seven straight losses. Yeah, I, not bloody likely. Uh, but if he's right, we might have to take uh, take him more if seriously. If we're right, he's fired. Well, before we finish this uh, episode off, I, I wanted to play a phone call we got uh, from a, uh, well, possibly an ex-cub. Hey, ranchers. This here is Ben Zobrist. I'd like to say thank you for all the support <laughs> these past couple weeks. Been a exactly course, what Ben Zobrist sounds but like. It's not because of her or myself cheating. None of that. I just become afraid of her strange sexual acts. At first, it was only when we traveled to different cities or states, but now it just became a whole another weird area. Well, thank God there are no more teams in Alabama like there were AAA or Alaska, because some of our favorites were the Alabama Hot Pocket. Or the Alaska Pipeline. And those I don't know what that those is. Those are just fucked up. Yeah, she loved Cleveland and Cincinnati for the Cleveland Steamer. Oh, I know what and that the is. And Cincinnati Steamer, but I'm not into Chile, so fuck those places. <laughs> shit. He swears yeah, a lot I'm for just really so not religious. into shitting like she is. 
Maybe it's because it reminds <laughs> her of her singing. <laughs> anyway, we recently made a list of new ones that she really wanted to try, such as that Milwaukee missionary. Boring. And there's a new one in Colorado she wanted to try called the Cotton's Colorado Fence. Guess it involves a lot of blowing. <laughs> anyway, there's a new St. Louis well, stroke. It's, it's when you start standing up is, and then you all fall over. Incest, and it's similar to what's like a joiner. Don't look that up in Urban Dictionary. Do not look up Joiner. It is gross. I, I'm going to look up Joiner. Anyway, I'd like to thank you all again for that support and giving me the strength to leave that crazy lady. And also thank you, Bill Sugas, for letting me crash in your couch these past couple <laughs> weeks. You guys rock. Thank you. I would love it if that's a fucking, like a sitcom right there. Ben Zobris sleeping on Bill Sugas' couch. Uh, okay. Well... You know, you got to sleep somewhere while he's broken up. <laughs> so I, I looked up Joiner, and it's funny what I found because it has nothing to do with, I think, what he's talking about. But I did find a um, an article that says, uh, David Joiner, the man who played friendly purple dinosaur Barney throughout the 90s, now runs a tantric sex business. <laughs> and he's from Illinois. <laughs> local oh, boy course. from Decatur. <laughs> Let's get the farm report with Barney, the sex therapist. Oh, it's so oh God. Yep. There's, there he is. No, I didn't know what an Alabama hot pocket was. Yeah. I'm going to look up Joiner. Everybody look up Joiner on their own time. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll don't look you. up the other one. Um, Holy. I'm scarred. So uh, you got any TFCs? Let's go. Yeah, I got one. Uh, Evan Altman posts, uh, hey, don't get too high on this one, folks. The Cubs just lost two to the Reds, which means they're not actually good. Which, you know, uh, we know Evan, and that's a bit facetious. But Barry does not know Evan. (laughs) And he immediately came back with, then go follow another team. (laughs) so evan Evan comes back with oh barry i wish i had the energy to tell you to put things in better context and then barry he he fucking doubles down oh Evan, take it elsewhere i don't have the energy to deal with this ignorance i have followed this team longer than you've been alive and i have never ripped on them okay hold on i know how old evan Evan Allman is or yeah, like there's no way you didn't fucking rip on this team in Evan Allman's lifetime. lifetime. Yeah. 40 some odd years. Yeah. Yeah. Then he says, keep it positive is all I ask. (laughs) Shut the fuck up. Yeah. I, 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 mine is similar to that in a way. Um, just, just a really bad takes. And that's what this segment's for. But um, this this has to do with, uh, you know, the Sean Doolittle planting his foot thing. So uh, C- Cubs fans 19 says Madden's plan was to use this as a shield. He figured they lost. And instead of asking how the blew it, he'd make a fool out of himself and not even protest the game. Always thinking he's bigger than the game. The guy's a clown and belongs in the circus. I should say this guy is a Cub fan. It's Cubs fans nineteen with a Z. Oh, I could tell by the way he was loving on the Cubs. 
Then Charles, also a Cub fan, Charles Cub fan, says, Agreed. Madden, not a big league major manager. Madden, not a big league manager. That was his yeah, take. Yeah, not at all. Does just won the only World Series the Cubs have won in the last century. But nope. Although he did almost try to blow it and, uh, on purpose. All right. Well, <laughs> Spagog. Spagog. By the name of Arietta in the National League, there was nobody better. Mose down your lineup as he fans another batter. Jake Arietta. Cubs got a pitcher by the name of Arietta in the National League, there was nobody better. Mose down your lineup as he fans another batter. Jake Arietta. Cubs got a pitcher by the name of Arietta in the National League, there was nobody better. Mose down your lineup as he fans another batter. Jake Arietta. Cubs got a pitcher by the name of Arietta in the National League. There was nobody better. Mo's done your lineup as he fans another batter. Jake Arietta. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? 
you need Indeed. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting. But Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at Skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows.